Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHHD2, Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. I've had enough of that fat bastard. Barstool Big Cat. Host of Pardon My Take. And voluminous tweeter at Barstool Big Cat. It's time for his weekly conversation with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Now in the street there is violence. Right. Barstool Big Cat, normally on Wednesdays, but he joins us right now. He's brought to you by RJ Curcio and the Curcio Law Offices. If you need a personal injury attorney, give RJ a call. Call 312-321-1111 and Stella Blue Coffee. Get yours at Stella Blue Coffee. Dot com and a portion of the proceeds goes to Paws Chicago. We had press conferences on Wednesday. Saw a big cat. Uh, Where did you post that, the Stephen A sound about people being mad about your, your bets or something like that? You fat piece yeah. of Yeah. <laughs> that was an all-time clip. Um, I miss you guys on Wednesday. I've been accused uh, on online, on my own show, on, on this show. Being a roller coaster flip flopper type of guy. Um, last week we were optimistic, and this week I want to just say that I'm back down in the dumps. I know you are. I saw, I saw you wandering the hallways with Eddie too, and like you're, you're, you're like I'm with you though. I'm like I'm I'm down about the way things developed all week. It's. It's, it's, yeah, I'm down. I texted, I texted Jim Harbaugh the video of sometimes you got to go back to move forward of him throwing a slant route to Waddle in New Orleans. It looked like, uh, yeah, touchdown, no big deal. I thought maybe this will get something inside of him fired up and he'll, he'll actually reach out to the Bears. That didn't work. Um, and yeah, now I, listen, there's a way that this could work out, but, I think you probably agree. Both of you probably agree. We've seen this not work out, this exact situation not work out time and time again. How, do you believe that they even contemplated? Do you think that Don Yee called Ryan Poles or Ryan Poles called Don Yee? Or do you think that there was no interest moving off of Matt Eberflus? I So here's my, my, my guess, and it's a guess. So I have no sources. I have just a guess. And this is an educated guess that I'm just using just based on what I think might be going on in House Hall. I think what's going on in House Hall is they have internally decided they're going to probably move on from Justin Fields. And they did exit interviews, and Luke Getsy gets fired. And the conversation in all the exit interviews is Justin Fields, we love Justin Fields, and we love Matt Eberflus, and, and, and he, we fought hard for him. And Ryan Poles made a decision that if you think that what happened at the end of this season is real and that they're building towards something, you need some type of continuity to keep that going. So knowing that you will move on from Justin Fields, you've got to keep the coach. Now, I don't think that's the right like, logic because, like I've said, and you guys have probably said all week, what, what could very well happen is you draft Caleb Williams. He's not great first year because he's a rookie quarterback. And then you fire Matt Eberflus, and then you're back at the exact same spot. It happened with when, when John Fox, in, you know, they drafted Mitch Trubisky, then Matt Nagy in, inherited Mitch Trubisky, then, then Matt Nagy drafts Justin Fields, and then 
you know, Eberflus and the Heritage Justin Fields, and then you have it again. So I, that's just my guess. Again, it might not make any sense, but that's the only way I've been able to wrap my head around it, that they basically, these exit interviews probably had a profound effect where it's like, hey, these guys are all, they, they love this coach, they love this quarterback, and if you're going to get rid of one, you got to keep the other just so that you can have everyone pulling on the same rope. What do you, I, I, I turned to Waddle and I said, that Ryan Poles grew up in that Kansas City Chiefs organization. And he watched that whole organization get turned around because of Andy Reid. What, what, why do you believe that Ryan Poles thinks that Matt Eberflus is his Andy Reid? Um, that's a good question. I don't know if he thinks that. I think maybe he thinks Caleb Williams is Patrick Mahomes. Because, like, yes, Andy Reid's turned, turned it around. But in terms of winning championships, it was Patrick Mahomes, you know? So maybe needed, that's what he's thinking. But he needed Andy Reid to develop him. He needed Andy Reid to help choose him, you know? That, and that's, that's the part that makes no sense because it's like, okay, what, what, I mean, I guess maybe it's trading the first pick and then going back with Justin Fields and Eberflus, and then what happens if next year it's the same story and, and you don't have the same draft capital? Because you're right, like, if you draft a quarterback and you still got a defensive head coach, what, what's the thought process behind that? Uh, Big Cat, um, you know, they may think that Matt Eberflus is, Ryan Poles may think he is his, his you know, Andy Reid. He may think that Caleb Williams is his Patrick Mahomes, but I think we all know that Jordan Love is our daddy. Oh, no. You still so, What happened? What happened? Big He's Cat. really good. No, He's no, really no, good. Don't cave. Don't kill. No, he's really good, Sylvie. I have to admit that he's really good. Uh, he's yet. everything we wanted Fields to be this year. That's a fact. It's sad. It's a fact. Sylvie thinks it's I, just a mirage and it won't last. He's the circus I, peanuts of quarterbacks where, like, the first couple of tastes, it tastes good. I'm telling you, it's going to go bad quickly. I don't know how you can watch that and think that when he's doing it with the youngest roster in the NFL and Stay these, like, strong. unproven receivers – I'm not. I can't stay strong. I'm down. Everything's bad again. We're back in the same spiral. We had two weeks where I felt like everything was looking up, and the whole world was going to change. And again, we still have the magic bullet of that first pick, where if Brian Poles knocks this draft out of the park, it probably doesn't matter who's the coach, right? Like, it, there is that. We we have that ten ten percent chance that the first and ninth pick are are future Hall of Famers and. I could coach the Bears and we'd win. Boy, I hear I hear pain and uncertainty in your voice. He's sure. really. Well, I just had a hiccup I too. I just put it in a zen and I have a hiccup. So that was <laughs> yeah, that. Um, we also I had mean, hibachi. At the, we had a hibachi chef at the office today, so I've had a lot of hibachi. That's good. That's though. a good thing. I mean, the processing part of that it maybe at times is a little bit difficult for the system, but um, yeah, it was delicious. Look, but I, I, I don't know. And, and, and here's here's another thought. And again, I. I, I don't want to be the negative guy, but these are negative thoughts. We have to get negative thoughts out of our head. Is there also a world where, like, Paul says, hey, if I, if I fire Eberflus now, the, t- the clock now is starting to tick on me? Because no, I think, I, only, Big Cat, I, think if, yeah. I think if he was to move on for Eberflus, you get a new coach, and, 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 and then if you go the route of a new quarterback, I think that buys, I, I think that, that would buy security or buy more time for any general manager. But... But you probably have to go under the assumption that most general managers, they don't get three swings at the coach and the quarterback. 
So the minute you do get rid of Eberflus, the, the clock's starting ticking on the next coach. I don't know. It's just It just doesn't feel like well-thought-out, long-term thinking. And then you have you know the news that Eberflus is back, and literally the most loaded coaching free agencies of all time. Yes. Yeah, I know. I mean, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, uh, Mike, Mike Vrabel. Maybe talk saving to get out, you know, be like, hey, you want to coach the Bears? No, probably not. But, I mean, it's crazy. You're never going to have those four coaches. Those are those are three. Harbaugh, Carroll, and Belichick are three of, like, the most elite coaches that have, have coached in this game for a long time. And it's like we're, and, and we're going to go with Matt Eberflus. I don't know. I'm just sad. I'm sad. What doesn't make a lot of sense, and Sylvia and I spent a lot of time talking about it, is, look, Ryan Poles has done a really nice job, from our perspective, upgrading the roster in a lot of spots. Is it all hits? Not No, but so far, so good. But if you're going to upgrade your roster, and for good reason, whether it's at center or three technique or the guy on the other side of Montez Sweat, why wouldn't you also consider, if you had the access to guys and the resources, why wouldn't you consider an upgrade at the head coaching spot as well? It's a great question, and I, I do agree with you. I'm not. I'm not. There's a lot of like super anti polls people. I'm not one of them. I do think that what he's done. I mean, I, I think that depending on what happens in the draft, that Carolina trade will maybe go down as one of the worst trades for uh, the Panthers in in NFL history. Like it very well could be. It's already the fact that we got DJ Moore out of it is crazy. Uh, but you're right. Like the the great franchises, you know. They, they turn over every rock to find the best possible coaches and, and pour the most resources into the coaching staff and all these things, and it just feels like we're, we, we get left behind again. Hopefully, yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. Hopefully he chooses the right quarterback and it's, like, coach-proof. But, yes, it, it could have been home run with tying everybody together. Coach, right. quarterback, Rising roster, really smart general manager, new team president, building a new home. Like, it really could have been one big swing all together for the first time in a long time. We took a giant step as an organization. Right. And I hope, and I know you guys both agree with me, I hope I'm wrong about all these negative thoughts. That would be the best outcome. If we're wrong about all these negative thoughts, and we're sitting here next year, and I'm at this exact time, and we're like, man, were we wrong not to, you know, to ever doubt Ryan Poles? Like he saw it, we didn't. That would be incredible. I'm praying for that. It we'll just, st- it feels like the odds are we're going to be sitting here at this time next year, either with Justin Fields without, with a you know new quarterback without, being like, oh, we're looking for a new coach, and all those all those great coaches last year already have a job, and what are we doing? Do you when do you uh, shake off the hangover? and start getting excited over OC names, like a Clint Kubiak, a Shane Waldron. Are you starting? Uh, are you shaking it off yet, or are you not going to yeah. allow yourself to Shane do that? Off. No, I mean, I, Shane Waldron's a name I, I like a lot. Like, what do you do with Geno Smith? Geno Smith stinks, and, you know, he made him pretty decent the last couple of years. So I, that's, that's a name that I saw, and I was like, okay. So, yeah, there's, a, there's things that can get me back, but there's also there's so much. That, I, mean, I mean, you guys probably saw it. That fake account tweeted that Caleb Williams said he wouldn't go to the Bears, and everyone's tagging me. And it's like, okay, it's very clearly a fake account. You guys are morons. But when that many people believe it, it's like, oh, man, there's probably a little truth in this joke.
Like, can we like can the we fact boost, that this many people believe it? Can we boost your morale with six playoff games this weekend, or is it just a reminder that your favorite team's not in them? No, I'm excited. I hey, listen. Okay. That's that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. You got to become a, a, a fan of the sport. I'm gonna be like Rob Lowe this weekend, just wearing an NFL hat, just being like, <laughs> "Go football!" I just like watching. There's football. no doubt. When I see you, when I see you, I think Rob Lowe. Yeah, yeah, we're, we, we're we're doppelgangers. No, I'm, yes. I'm, these games are incredible. I'm so excited, and I uh, they're, they're tough games to bet, but I yeah, there's some games that I really like. I mean, it's just I I, I love playoff football. There's nothing better, and I give this speech everywhere. I, I say this to like I'll be walking down the street and I'll say it to a stranger. I'm like, hey, 13 games of football left. You better cherish it. Like, just remind everyone. Like, hey, after this weekend, there's seven games left. Right, it's so cut in half. Cherish it. Yeah. Yes, cherish it. Uh, do you have a lock of the weekend? I really, really like the over in the Packers uh, uh, Cowboys game. I don't know how either team stops the other. Like the Packers defense is bad, and I yes. think that they, you know, they they might have gotten people a little off the the scent because they faced the Bears in a broken <laughs> offense. I mean, our OC got fired, and and uh, an offensive line that couldn't block. I, I love that Tevin Jenkins took took responsibility for it, but he couldn't block on Sunday. And then they also faced uh, Kevin O'Connell trying to outthink everyone to start Jaron Hall in a must-win game. So they've had two games where they've looked okay. But before that, it was Bryce Young and Tommy DeVito cutting them up. So Dak Prescott is going to carve them up. And I think the, the Cowboys defense, like the Cowboys are just classic front runners. That's all they are. You know what I mean? Like their defense is, you know, ball-hawking cornerbacks that can get, you know, beat on double moves and give up big plays. So, and I think they can get run on, too. I think Aaron Jones will have a big day. So I like that over a lot. Uh, how about the Chiefs-Dolphins game that's going to be played in 25-mile-an-hour winds and, I believe, minus 2 degrees? Yeah. So I've looked at this game every single way, and every single way tells you you have to bet the Chiefs, and then that just makes me think I'm going to take the Dolphins. Uh-oh. Which sometimes that works mm-hmm. because doesn't it feel like the Chiefs, like the Dolphins can't play in cold. Their uniforms can't play in cold. Tua can't play in cold. They have a million injuries on defense. All these things that are saying the Dolphins have no chance in this game. But then I keep going back to this, and this, this applies to the Eagles and the Chiefs. Let, let the season tell you what these teams are. Don't, don't be fooled that there's a, a switch that, that is going to be flipped in Kansas City. They're not a, like a sound offensive team. So why, why, why are we betting them – to win by five points or more, like that's, I'm not saying Kansas City won't win. I think they will, but that feels more like a field goal game. I mean, you saw it when the Bengals went in there with Jake Browning. Yeah, they covered the spread. They had to do it with six field goals. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a big believer in like, like let let the team tell you what they are for what you've watched all year, and don't be confused that it's going to somehow change when it gets to January. Are you cool with Mother Nature playing a big role in this? Oh, I love it! I love it! I hate! I, I hate! Would. I hate the babies who are like, that's, look, I'm we one got three of them. Dog- I'm one of the. You that's need to rock the me to sleep. One, yeah, you need to rock oh. me to sleep because, like, the last thing I want to see is a six-three game in in frozen tundra of of, of Kansas City. Like, I'm not interested in that. This I is don't the think that's going to be. I want to see the great athletes doing what they do. I don't think that's going to be a six-three game. I don't think you're right on that because I also think like when it, when it gets cold. Guys don't want to tackle the same way either, you know. There, there, there could be some big plays where guys are not like, "Hey, I don't want to throw my whole body into this." Or well, you that's know, great. I'm not going to wrap mean, up. 
What? That's great football, right? Really crappy tackling. Like, woo, that's what well, the I'm playoffs just saying. is about. I'm just saying, you said 6'3". I wouldn't say that it's going to be 6'3". <laughs> no, I, I, uh, no I, love, I love it. Listen, do I want every game to be zero degrees? No. But we have three <laughs> dome games. You got a game in Tampa Bay. Just, yeah. you know, shut up and watch the, watch the cold <laughs> weather game. What's the, cold, what's the coldest weather game you've ever been at? <laughs> I don't know. 72 degrees. I feel degrees, like I went to Sonny. Bears, Vikings, like, uh, must have been like eight or nine years ago that was really, really cold. Um, yeah, it was, it was probably one of those. I, I, I can't remember exactly, but it wasn't like the, the, like, zero degrees. But it was, you know, like in the 15, 20s. But I, that's, that's fun. Get a little cardboard under your feet so the cement doesn't get your shoes cold, yeah. you know, old hockey trick for anyone going to that game. But, yeah, that's. It's. I mean, it's different. Why? Why? Why are we going to play everything in a vacuum? Waddle wants to play the whole games on a spreadsheet. He doesn't want to play the playoffs. He wants to just do no, an just, algorithm, and then we'll figure out the Super Bowl champ. Forty degrees is fine. Just minus three with twenty-five mile an hour winds. Just to me is not. You know, I want to see these great athletes do their thing and not be affected by Mother Nature. She can have her day some other time. I love it. I love the variance. Why not? See who's yeah. tougher. Yeah. Bear weather. You love yourself some bear weather, too, don't you? I love the bear weather. Woof, woof. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, we're going to get to a point where every stadium's in a dome. That's what you want. You'll get it eventually. So, just just hold on. Retractable. Retractable dome. How about that? Yeah, how mad would you be, though, if it was a retractable dome in Kansas City and they they opened the roof on uh, Saturday night? Pissed. You'd be so upset. I would. I'd be crying. What's the point of having a dome then? A a, a roof. (laughs) Thank you. If you're going to open it up (laughs) to make to make the guys like Waddle feel better, (laughs) like we could close it if we wanted to, but we're not going to. Um, What do you? Okay, so I I want you to workshop this with me. What do you make of Michael not showing up to to Uh Ring of Honor night? And Tommy, of course, too. This is it's a joke. It's a joke. I don't know how you have Ring of Honor without Michael Jordan. I know that they probably they, they built it around Steve Kirk as the Warriors are playing, but what a joke. Like, you, if you're the Bulls, you have to call Michael Jordan and say, like, what date works for you? Do you want us to play in your backyard in Florida? We'll do that. Like, whatever <laughs> it takes. You like you can't do a Ring of Honor night without Michael Jordan. That's where it starts, right, Big Cat? Right. That that's the first call you make. We're thinking about doing this. Which day works for you, and then we'll branch out from there. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's like because guess what? Guess what? What wouldn't be a joke if it was a Ring of Honor night and only Michael Jordan was there? Who cares about like (laughs) everyone? Like that's incredible. Like that's what it should be. He gets the first. There's only one member of the Bulls that's going to the Ring of Honor the first year. It's Michael Jordan. Instead, he's not there. It's crazy. I couldn't believe it when I saw that video. Like, what do you mean he's not going to be there? What's the point of doing the Ring of Honor? The, the so kid. he's got an extra t- ticket if you want to go see Dickie Simpkins. Oh, man, I feel bad for people who bought tickets thinking that, like, because he, he announced it, what, yesterday that he wasn't going to be there? Yeah, here, you want to hear the vi- This is the video that, that they played yesterday at the gala and the Bulls uh, sent out. And I think we all knew that Scotty wasn't going to go. Scotty, right. Scotty's had more falling outs with the Bulls, by the way, than I think any player in the history of the organization. And now, of course, he doesn't speak to basically anybody. But uh, this is this is Michael. Good evening. Hey, I want to thank uh, Jerry Reinsdorf and Michael Reinsdorf for uh, starting the Ring of Honors. Uh, I want to congratulate all the other recipients. 
I am so bummed that I can't be there tonight. Sure. Uh, but I don't want that to stop the fun that you guys are going to actually have. And believe me, uh, I am very grateful and very honored um, for, to the fans. Uh, you guys have su supported me ever since I stepped foot in Chicago. And even to the, today, I see a lot of Chicago fans all over. So I, th I think we made an impression and, and changed what Chicago represents in terms of champions. Uh, when you ever tell me look up in the rafters, I want you to always remember you know, where we were and where we are. Uh, we're always going to be champions. So thank you um, to to the fans as well as, you know, once again, I want to thank Jerry Reinsdorf and Michael Reinsdorf for, for doing this and congratulate the other recipients. Man, I'm bummed I can't be there, but I will always be a Chicago Bull, and I want them to continually do well. I like to see other banners in the rafters, and I hope the city can always be proud of the Chicago Bulls. Thank you very much. Have a great evening. Like to see other banners in the rafters. Good luck. He looked really tired in that video too. Yeah, because they probably were hounding him for the last week, being like, "Can you please come? Can you please come? Can you please come?" He's got golf tomorrow morning or something. Like this is crazy. This is crazy. I don't know how this. This is a joke. It's it's you can't do a Ring of Honor without Michael Jordan. It's nuts. Things are going well. Sylvie's taking the kids. Yeah, well, I'm going with the family. I mean, well, they wanted to see the war. You know how kids are these days. The Warriors are there, even though the Warriors stink now. Like my my young kids, they're nine and seven. They have come up watching the Warriors. They still love Steph Curry. So we this has been this was on our on our. Um, sort of a calendar for a game to see before even the ring of honor was, was a thing. Man, I, I can't <laughs> believe it. This is everything stinks right now. <laughs> hey, but your, your Cubs are signing guys. Yeah. Shoda. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. CubCon this weekend, right? Yeah. Are you going? I will not be attending. No, why not? I'm going to be watching football. I'm going to be watching football. I'm going to just, you can go I'm just going to put in the morning. I'm gonna be watching football. Okay, I, I get to do, do kid stuff in the morning, and then I get to clear the day for football, and I get to just think about. I don't know what I'm gonna think about. I'm gonna probably just take a lot of Nyquil tonight. Try to go to bed at like 8 p.m. Oh my goodness, it's terrible. Uh, a couple. No, of, things stink. Things stink. A couple of other random things. Um, obviously, uh, there's a lot of beef going around. We mentioned uh, Stephen A. Uh, going after Whitlock. Um, we mentioned uh, the, the the Aaron Rodgers stuff with the Kimmel that beef. Uh, do you have? Do you? Would you like to start a beef with anybody? Do you have beef with anyone? Mm. Who do I have beef with? I don't think I have beef. I can't win anything. So why would I do a beef? <laughs> I would just lose. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I'd start a beef and lose it right away. Like, You're what down. would be the point of doing a beef? You're really down, aren't you? I'm really down. I'm really down. Yeah. This is this is this is down. This is this has been a tough week, and and it's just it things don't. It's just been a tough week. I I really thought, I really thought in my heart of hearts, and this is probably going to be revealing that I might be a little bit of a narcissist. I thought me texting Jim Harbaugh the video of him playing for the Bears and being like, sometimes you got to go back to move forward. I thought that he would come to Chicago win a Super Bowl, and they would, like, interview him and be like, what made you want to come back to Chicago to win a Super Bowl? Be like, Big Cat sent me a video. I thought that was maybe a possibility. It was a great video. It was a great, it was a great video. You probably watched it a million times, Waddle. I did. I got emotional. I was to, th the, to think that Jim could come <laughs> back and do what 
Mike Ditka did here? Oh, right. I it got gets weak. you emotional. He yes. already did it for Bo. He did it for yeah. Bo Schembechler in Michigan. Why not do it here? So you think he's going to be an NFL coach next year? I don't know. I mean, it feels like it. I feel like he can pick whatever spot he wants, but it's going to be fascinating because, like, where's Belichick going to go? I mean, this rumor, it's it's juicy stuff that there's a, a dark horse team for Belichick that's in the playoffs right now. So people are saying maybe the Eagles, Feet maybe belly, maybe yeah. the Cowboys. The Cowboys would be, I mean, Mike Ooh, McCarthy the is. Cowboys. Yeah, Jerry Jones said after they beat the Commanders, he's like, "We're going to take, we're going to take Mike McCarthy's uh, contract game by game in the playoffs." He had to, re- he had to then, you know, walk that back. But that's never a good thing to say before a playoff run. But he loves so Dan game Quinn. by game. He loves Dan Quinn too. When don't you think like Dan Quinn could maybe get that job? No, but think about Jerry and Belichick, and he's just like. He would love something like that. You know that. I mean, he did it with Parcells, right? Yeah, that's true. So that that just want I Bel- mean, either Big, one would Big be Cap. fascinating. Would you want Big Bill Belichick being the Bears head coach? Yes. Why not? He's the best coach of all time. What are we talking Who's about? His, who is his offensive coordinator going to be? I don't know. Matt Patricia again? <laughs> oh, God, <they're> awesome. <laughs> that's terrible. Awesome. <laughs> like, that's what I mean, like. Maybe if it's Dak Prescott is your quarterback, but I, do you really trust him with ber- developing another quarterback? No, I mean, I, I, I think he's going to go somewhere where it's like a team, that, a roster that's ready to win right now because he's not young. But well, you guys you guys crazy? Like, of course you'd want him. Y- yeah, you'd have some question marks, but I think he's probably proven himself over the years that, that he can figure out a way to win games in the NFL. Yeah, I, uh, to change the subject, I have beef with something. Can I bring this up? Too? Ooh, you have yeah, let's hear it. It's not like it's just with a general thing. I want to know what parents think about this too. Big Cat, your kids are probably a little too young for this. And Waddle, obviously, your kids are too old. I mentioned this to you off the yesterday, Waddle. You know, the COVID changed this for the worse. Um, when snow days happen, like today. We go to eat. My kids had a, quote, snow day, but it's not a snow day like we used to have with kids. My kids, they had an e-learning day today. Oh, that's that's terrible. Big Cat, it sucks. It's stupid. My kids were like, we had to sign them on. They they were expected to go, like, course to course today and give them breaks then. And then they they had to have a break in between this and that. I mean, a snow day. Yeah, exactly. Like, how about a good old fashioned snow day like the kids used to get? The teachers, yeah, no, and, I, and by the way, the I teachers agree. don't want the teachers don't want to be e learning either. Nobody no. wants an e learning day. I had I had I had a worse snow day because uh, my son is in CPS. So whoever's listening to this right now, who, who probably got the same text message, uh, they were like they 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 stop for aftercare so like the you know school gets out at 2 30 so like no aftercare today because of the weather and then they slipped something in there they were like and we're going to be monitoring uh tuesday's cold temperatures basically being like hey guess what we're going on a four-day weekend so i don't know why i gotta get my kid back to school this is crazy <laughs> so they're like it's too cold uh, to host yeah your kid. they gave a little hint they're like and we'll be checking on tuesday just being like just so you know, like we already got our eyes on this. There's going to be no school on Tuesday, too. Yeah, I sort of how the NFL should look at playing playoff games. In oh. No, stop. No, you know what we do when it's cold? We bundle. I bundle my son up, 
We get we we and, sitting and down I, in I front of his computer the, and you e-learn. I have him running to the to the building. I say I open the car door and I say run, and he runs, and then it's like, all right, you're inside all day. You're good. <laughs> All right, big cat. Look, don't drink the Nyquil. I want you to. I want you to look at all the good things in your life. I want you to win some some money this weekend, and I want you to get in a better mood. And celebrate the bear or the bull's uh, ring of honor. Wellington, yes, I'm going to put on my Bill Wellington shirt. Sylvie's going to be out oh. there screaming, Luke. Yeah, give me a good Luke for Luke Longley. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be good. I, you know I don't stay down long. I don't. I have hibachi. I'm, uh, we got football. I'm going to bet all the college basketball games tomorrow. Uh, we're, we'll be good. We'll be good. See you, big cat. All right, see you. All right, see you guys. There he goes. Barstool, big cat, who joins he us. down. He was yeah, that, that was the most, especially for a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. He's usually with us on Wednesdays now at 4 o'clock. Again, brought to you by R.J. Curcio and the Curcio Law Offices. Uh, so check uh, R.J. out if you need a great attorney. He's your man in Stella Blue Coffee. 312-332-3776. You understand what I'm saying, too, about this e-learning. Of the, course. The I teachers don't want to do yeah. it. The kids don't want to do it. How about just a good old-fashioned day where they put on the snow pants, yes. they put on their jackets, they put on the, the hats and the, and the gloves, and you let them play outside yeah. all day. We're going to go sled riding just like yeah. we used to. Yeah. Like, well, what's this responsibility all of a sudden that I they got to no be idea. on their computers like they're seniors in college? Don't make us be the old guys in the room screaming back in the day. This is how we did, and it was much bigger, better back then. Like, but maybe I if you miss, like, that. eight days of, of with snow days, then we got to start doing some e-learning days because we're missing too many. This is their first snow day of the year. I wouldn't even do that even if they missed 10 days. Let's just keep, keep rolling on the snow days. Let's do this. And my, my kids' no, school, they just tacked it on to the end of the year because they do have to be in class for a certain amount. So they said May 31st. That's a school day, but it's no so day. I'd much rather do yes, that. Right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was because the teachers didn't want to do that, but I, I don't think it works for anybody. There, there were a bunch of people without power today, a lot of people yeah. without internet today. It made their life stressful. No one wants to go back to having their child at six or seven or eight years old trying to figure out how to sign on to the computer and no. stare at that all day long trying to figure out a lesson plan. Ugh. Thought we were done with the e-learning. Yes, that's what I mean. Also, you know what I was bummed about was, um, did you see? Did you guys see the fruit stripes gum has been no. discontinued? No. Yes. Oh man, I saw that on social media yesterday. That is not right. Like that's I know it. Right. It only lasts for a good minute. The flavor. <laughs> if, but, you're, if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, but look, it's know, like, yeah. look, it's it, long. that's basically like me in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's a good minute, though. Oh, right. <laughs> it's that's a, good, a great. It's a good yeah, minute. That's a great, mar- that's a great marketing uh, approach. Just like me in the bedroom. This yeah. is going to last all of about 13 seconds. Right. You think I'm quitting? No, J- no, you're not a quitter. Jake, are you familiar with Fruit Stripe gum? I do. I, okay. That used to be the, my go-to gum to get after I, I would eat at Cracker Barrel with my parents. So I would go, right, you would shop around before you pay the bill. Sure, and be like, hey, like, hey, mom, can you give me this? There's Fruit like Stripes. Tw- Boom. 20 sticks in the thing, and you load up probably five in, yeah. in your mouth at once. Yes. And you just continue to load it up, and one of the pieces goes dull. You put in another piece. 
Yeah, you, you end up being, you know, you're, you're like Pete Carroll out there. <laughs> or, or Billy Donovan. I'm, I think I'm going to uh, buy a bunch of... I'm going to be like Elaine with the sponges. This is a Seinfeld reference, Waddle. She, her birth control of choice was the sponge. The sponge. I'm going to buy Fruit Stripe gum wherever I can, and I'm going to stock them in my house. It's okay. your task for tomorrow morning. Drive around the northern suburbs, hit up every, every gas station, every supermarket. We were talking uh, yesterday, Miller, that on Amazon you could buy almost anything. I checked yesterday. You could buy Fruit Stripes gum on Amazon. So I'm not going to have to go store to store. I'm just going to buy a bunch of Fruit Stripes gum on Amazon. That, well, come on now. I thought you, you know, part of you is just messing around, right? Because that's not a good product. No, I mean, it's, it's part of my childhood. It's a 50-year beat So was getting beaten up by kids at school. Do you want that going to happen again? You're comparing getting beaten up at school with Fruit Stripes you gum? You said it's part of my childhood. Unless you had Fruit Stripes gum in your mouth while you were getting beat up, then that would kind of cross... Like, then, then you'd have a bad. Then that's, yeah, then that's a bad experience. I bet. When's the last time you had a piece of that gum? Probably two or three years ago. And wh- how, what'd you think of it then? Good. Not, like it really? brought back good memories. Yeah. But but now but that you, you know you can't have it anymore, like you now, want it. Yes. The problem is, even if you bought it up and hoarded it and threw it in your closet, bought like a big box from Amazon, how long would it stay in your closet before you could even, you know what I mean? Like it'd right. go bad. Within a year, right? Yeah, and it gets that crispy. The, when the you don't like the good when the crispy gum, where it just breaks. Yeah, that's no. sort of like when you get the baseball card pack. Yeah, gum, well, like that's that stuff good. just breaks in there. Ugh, gross. Well, that's a bummer. Are right, you want to get to like it, love it here? Yeah, let's do this. Um, do you want to start? There's a chance we might be having a guest. Okay, who might, we can start it if you want. We just who might. Is, uh, is Jesse he, calling from Cubs convention? Yes. He's working on uh, people who run the Cubs, maybe joining you guys. Okay, all right. So nice. we'll uh, so we'll we'll stay tuned for that. Do you, you want to start? You want to flip flop Aki's A list and uh, like it, love it. Maybe move uh, like it, love it. To, we can do that. Five thirty, yeah. and then we could start doing some questions from Aki's A list. I like that. In the meantime, let's do that. It's time for Aki's A list. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world. Aki's A-List. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. That's right. Tyler's uh, out. He's been enjoying a good week to be out, too. Enjoying the beaches so. of the Dominican. He's probably going to be snowed in there, so he probably gets a couple extra days. You think so? When's he well, supposed I to mean, come back? Whenever, like my daughter was going to Texas, and she had to fly out a day earlier because of the uh, the, the weather. Maybe if he was coming back today, he had to stay an extra day. Not the worst thing in the world to have happen. No, you were stuck in the Dominican though for some an extra day, and you didn't like it. N- no, uh, no, I did not. No, I was ready to come home. All right, uh, what do you got? Uh, we've got Jake Cantu filling in for Tyler today. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with this. I uh, kind of had a hypothetical in my head. Uh, this morning, especially with the news of all the head coaches being fired or parting ways uh, this week. Uh, so here's a hypothet- hypothetical. Uh, if you were the Bears front office, right, and had the, had the chance or you were forced to swap your head coach right now with one of the seven-year-old coaches that parted ways or got fired this week. Seventy-year-old coaches? Yeah. 
Who would be your first pick? And obviously the three choices, Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, or Pete Carroll. Out of all these coaches, these three coaches, which one, if you were forced your hand to be the Bears coach right now, would you pick? I think I'm taking Pete Carroll. I was, I was thinking the same thing. I think he's, he's still uh, the most energetic, and I still think he's the most competent as far as being a head NFL coach. Yeah, I, look, I, am I going to be shocked if Bill Belichick goes somewhere in his next stop and, and that team is, does very well? No, I'm not going to be shocked. But um, I just think that at this point, greatest coach in NFL history just feels like that run is over. I would go Pete Carroll as well. And maybe that's, we're just buying into you know a very energetic guy, but that's, I think that's the route. I, I look at him and say, it, it looks like to me he still wants to coach. So Okay. Uh, we'll continue the Aki's A-list, but as predicted, Waddle, I'm glad that we did this um, because we've got one of our favorite guys to talk to right now. Any predictions on who that is? Oh, it has to be Jed Hoyer. It is. Jed Hoyer is one of our favorite guys. To talk to, he is, of course, uh, the president of the Cubs, and he joins us from Cubs convention right now as the uh, Cubs just held the press conference for uh, Shota Imanaga uh, earlier today, and uh, maybe more happening. They just made a trade uh, with the Dodgers yesterday, and then we'll see uh, what else is going to be happening here uh, later this winter. So the thaw is, is happening during this uh, offseason, Jed Hoyer joining Waddle and Sylvie on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Jed, how you feeling today? I'm good. You know, the, the, the right transition for that is to, uh, to mention that, you know, I, w- I went to Wesleyan where uh, Belichick went. So, Ooh. yeah. So, Jed, yeah. Where, do you, where, where do you think he'll end up if you had a bet? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's, so, I, like, he's such a... Uh, football mind, and I know he's uh, obsessed with the sport. It, it's hard for me to imagine he's just going to, you know, kind of be in Nantucket golfing, you know, going forward. So uh, <laughs> it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that, but but who knows? But what a what an incredible run! I mean, I, I do feel like you know, it, you know, you know, things don't usually end uh, end well. You know, if everything ends, it doesn't always end perfectly. But I mean, when you look at the totality of the whole thing, it, it's kind of mind blowing. What uh, a couple of things on that, Jed, and then we'll get into the Cubs stuff. What is your thought? Because we've had this debate with Big Cat and with some other people before. There's always an old saying, better too early than too late. And I've always been of the belief that the Bulls stopped the dynasty too early. And I would rather have had Michael and the crew try and try until they ended. And maybe it would have ended badly. Um, so what would you rather see? Would you rather be too early or too late? I think too early. You know, I do. I mean, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't see it, but you know, people always talk about like the Willie Mays with the Mets years, right? He's like, I just feel like generally, you know, leave people before they see that part of it, you know? Um, yeah. And so to me, sorry, I was saying hi to somebody. Um, no, I think, I, I think too early. I think that too late, you know, you don't want to see things like that unravel. And uh, obviously with the Patriots, you wish it had been a couple of years ago. Um, and so it's so odd to see them struggle because for so it was just a metronome for so long. Uh, Jed, do you find value in, in communicating or have you communicated with other guys who are general managers or presidents of other teams in different sports? Is there value yeah, into picking it. their brands or it. having conversations? There sure is. Yeah, I have a lot of uh, different contacts in different sports. And actually, I mean, obviously in baseball, you, you do this for long enough. You just develop a lot of, lot of friendships. 
Um, but most of my conversations with people in baseball are, you know, we'll call with gossip about what's going on. But then we work together or some things. We talk about our families and the conversation with other sports, you can actually, um, you can really pick their brain about things they're doing. I mean, so much, so many of the things we do is the same, whether it's strength and conditioning or, you know, analytics or whatever it might be. Um, we're dealing with the same problems uh, with, you know, with a different, different size ball uh, oftentimes, you know, and so, I love those relationships, and I, I you know, and even within uh, Chicago, like I love picking Ryan Pohl's brain. It's great, you know. He's, I think he's really good at what he does, and I always learn something from the conversation. And you know, around around uh, around all the sports, I, I have a lot of those, and um, I think it just makes you better. All right, Chad. So so you made a couple of moves here. Uh, before we uh, ask you about Shota and and about the trade that you made, are you close at all with Cody Bellinger? <laughs> I wouldn't answer if I was, but I um, mean, it's, it's been a slow winter. I mean, I think that's just the nature of certain winners that, you know, it's a pretty thin free agent market. Um, I think a lot, there's a lot of kind of voyeurism, I would say, early on. Everyone kind of watching where, you know, Otani was going to go, where Yamamoto was going to go. So I think that kind of slowed everything up uh, quite a bit. And uh, we're still sort of digging out from that. But hey, listen, I, I would say, like, everyone's going to sign by. Uh, by opening day, you know, it's all, it's all, it's all going to come together. It's just a little bit later. And I, I, it's not the best thing in the world for the media and the fans, honestly. I, I think it's much better like last year when by Christmas everything was pretty much done. But that's just not the nature of this, this particular year. I, I get it that you don't want to be specific on Cody, but what, can you at least tell the fans, um, uh, are you far from being done this offseason? Yeah, we're not. We've got a bunch more moves ahead of us. Um you know, obviously, we were slow getting into it. I was just telling the media, you know, my the pace for me is I want to do good deals, not just do deals, you know. And so I, I felt like I was waiting until things made sense for us. But, yeah, we have a, a number of holes I'd like to fill and number number of things I'd like to do the rest of this winter. And there's a lot of good players still out there, so there's no shortage of things that can, that can happen. Uh, so, yeah, we're certainly not done um, by any stretch. But at this point, I don't know how long it might drag out. It, it could take a while to, to finish everything up. Jed, just in general terms, were you surprised uh, by the price tag, not just by Shohei, but but some of the other early deals that were done? A little bit. I mean, I think there's been a couple that were that were probably bigger than we thought. Um, but I mean, also like you look at some of the, the price tags that were shocking. They're you know pretty immensely talented players. I mean, Yamamoto is 25, and you know uh, obviously incredibly talented. That, guys don't usually become free agents like that at 25. So that kind of changes the, the price tag. And obviously, Otani's, you know kind of the best players ever lived, so it makes sense to get a lot of money. Uh, as far as Shoda is concerned, uh, he had he seems like he's a personality. He he recited some lines from Go Cubs Go. It seemed like uh, during the holidays uh, he was convinced that he wanted to be here uh, because he enjoyed the city. How did that all come together, and what should Cubs fans expect uh, from him as a pitcher? Yeah, that was that was one of the most impressive uh, press conferences I've seen. I mean, I I can't imagine trying that, you know, to you know at, at an opening press conference, you know, speak a bunch of um, a bunch of lines in a, in a foreign in a foreign tongue. So uh, I don't know I, I was blown away by that, and uh, good for him for having the courage to do it. And he does have a really good personality. It's clear he's going to fit in well. And um, you know, his uh, his his nickname in Japan is that the throwing philosopher. I think he really wants to get better. I think that the way the way he pitches, I think will evolve. I think he's gonna, you know, he he's not gonna you know, be stubborn to what he does well. He's got a very good forcing fastball, excellent 
Um, he's got a good, you know, two seamer. He's got a good split. He's got you know curveball and changeup. But I think how he uses those pitches, I think, is what's going to evolve as he figures it out over here. And uh, he already has wanted to dig into our, our database to, to look at the best ways he can attack guys and how he can get better, which I think is, is fantastic. Jed, tell us about the deal you made with the Dodgers. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's never never easy to trade young players away. I mean, we've kind of built up a, a really good farm system. Um, but Michael Bush was a, a really good fit. Um, you know, he was in a tough position. You know, he'd done everything he could in the minor leagues and just, you know, kind of crushed the minor leagues for them. He's a really good left hand, really good left handed hitter. Uh, can play first, can play second, uh, a little bit of third. Um, but you know, for us, we saw that he was very clearly blocked, and we'd had a bunch of discussions kind of throughout the uh, last probably four weeks or so about about acquiring him. You know, with Otani at DH and Freddie Freeman at first and Betts at second, there's just really no place for Michael to play, and hopefully that is something that we could uh, you know take advantage of where they have a you know you know, a top prospect and a guy that's already proven himself in the minors that we can go, go grab him. And uh, we're excited to, to bring his bat and uh, his approach to the plate into our, uh, into our lineup. You know, uh, everyone talks about some of your youngsters and, and we obviously know uh, some of the headliners with Pete Crow Armstrong. Who are some of the other players that maybe don't get as much pub that you're excited about that Cubs fans may not know as much about? Yeah, I think what excites me is we have a number of guys that uh, I think are going to be in double A and triple A this year that are to start the season that are, are really good prospects. So, you know, obviously, I'm not sure where guys are going to start the season, but, you know, guys like Ben Brown, Kate Horton, those guys are going to be in the upper levels. Uh, you know, Owen Casey, you know, Matt Shaw, those guys will, will be all playing at, you know, double A and above. And, and those are guys, are guys I think can provide that depth, you know, right away, not to mention guys like Jordan Wicks and, and Pete Crow Armstrong that already came up. You know, uh, Michael Bush is a young player as well. So the more we can add that upper level uh, talent, I, mean, I think we'll have a, a number of, I think, you know, six or seven guys in the top 100 that are all pretty close to the big leagues is great because they, I think if you look around baseball, teams that are young and teams that are athletic are, are winning. As simple as that. You know, I think it's a, the game is becoming more athletic with the pitch clock, with the rules changes. Um, you know, the more we can, uh, can be a young athletic team. Uh, the better. And it also gives you payroll efficiency to be able to go out and spend on the veterans that you need. So um, there's never a, it's never a bad thing to have a lot of good young talent. And I think we do right now. Jed, is it too early to ask you what your expectations are for the 2024 season? Yeah, it is. I think we're, I think we're in the fourth or fifth inning of this off season. You know, we have a ways to go. I think that, you know, it's probably a fair question to ask me as we get close to spring training. And, you know, certainly I'm sure, Yes, he'll wrangle me to come on the show again, so you guys can ask me that question again. <laughs> yes, but it does, you it know. does seem a little bit too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a segment coming up next called What to Watch For. Um, so what is the best show that you have seen streaming-wise or that may be on, like, another network that you have watched, not sports that you can tell us about oh, if, if you watch anything? Oh, what do I watch? My God, I usually watch whatever my wife's watching. Um, <laughs> what, is, what is she? Is she like a housewife? Um, no, uh, I, will, I will say that I watched uh, Lessons in Chemistry. I thought that was good. Um, maybe that softens me up for the masses a little bit. But I thought that show was uh, was really well done. Waddle, do you know that one? Lesson, let me see. You know me. I'm watching. I just watched five episodes <laughs> of Bookie with Sebastian Maniscalco. That's a good one. Yes, it's, 
HBO. Fans, I think I've been watching show after show. That's all I've been doing. You know, I'm not, I'm not working, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is there someone that you're looking forward to seeing at Cubs convention, Jed, that you haven't seen yet so far? Uh, you know, I've actually I literally felt like I was getting married. I had like a receiving line outside the media room. I think I saw every player that's here. So that was great. But it's always fun for me because there's probably two or three players I text with and, and talk to quite a bit during the offseason. But so many guys that you, I haven't seen at all. And uh, it's just fun to see them in the winter. And you know, this is always the, um, I'd say, the, like the weekend that I start to get my head around the season. Like I, after this, we have about a month, and then we're, and then we're in Arizona. And so um, I think over the Christmas break and stuff, my mind isn't there yet. You're in team-building mode. And you know, once you start seeing the guys, you start realizing that soon enough we'll be, uh, we'll be in spring training. And thank God, because this weather is awful. Yeah, this is, yes, it's horrible. This is no way to live. No way. And that's coming, that's coming from a kid from New Hampshire. This is this is awful. Yeah, right. How many times has Cap texted you this offseason? <laughs> a number. A number. Yeah, for sure. But you know what? He's always, Too many. He's great. He always fact checks. He's a guy, you know, you know here's what, uh, what I'm hearing. Is this right or wrong? And I'm always always more than happy to, to make sure that uh, he's not reporting the wrong thing. So he's, he's great that way. That's great. Do you have, Jed, real quick, do you have a Super Bowl prediction for us? Uh, so boring, but you know, I will say that the team that the more I've seen them this year, the Ravens are fantastic. Um, that team is, looks really good, um, and I, I mean, it's boring to say Niners against the Ravens. So I won't say that, but I will say that what I've seen from the Ravens has been been pretty impressive, and I'll be impressed if someone can go into Baltimore and beat them. Yeah, it should be interesting. All right, Jed, I know you got some work to do. We're all counting on you. Thanks for joining us. I know us. you are. Thanks, Jed. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. See ya. See ya. There's okay. Jed. He always, uh, he, we like to bust his chops. He's really a good sport about it. He yeah. would not get into details specifically about Bellinger, but he said that there is a lot, like, that, that yes, that he expects a lot more moves to be made. What did he say? It's like their fourth or fifth inning right yeah, now but before that yeah. he said that there's a lot of work that they expect to get done and well, i expect talk- them to get bellinger done i like i will be surprised if he signs somewhere else well this is kind of the plan that that like passon was talking about right that this is how that they they've just been sitting and letting the market come to them yeah and that's, that's been right the approach yes and he talked about it like that he was surprised by how early on that it was a very very uh, oh, like high-priced market. Now a lot of these guys are still out there. You could yeah. still get a lot of the guys that you wanted. Now we'll see uh, if the prices come down. And I think they were very, very, very surprised with what they got Shota at. How good he'll be, who knows. But um, I think they were surprised at the deal. And it's very incentive-laden. Where if he does produce, he'll, he'll, he'll make a lot more money. But they'll be happy to pay him that. Sure. Um, so that, there's a Jed Hoyer from Cubs convention. Good stuff with uh, both Big Cat and him back to back. All right, we'll yeah. we'll make up a lot of the stuff with like it, love it, what to watch for, um, and, and some of the other stuff coming up. Uh, there you go. Some uninterrupted from Waddle and Sylvie.